the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What's going on, everybody? Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970. The answer, we got a great show for you tonight. And uh, no Craft Beer cast. Uh, on this week's program. That's right, you get to hear me pontificate about beer and music and all sorts of other things for the next hour. Uh, we're going to have news and notes. There's plenty of it. There is a lot of stuff going on in the beer world. But, very, uh, but first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Play, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows on those two platforms. And leave us a review. If you're on iTunes and you're, and you're listening to the program, click a couple of stars, one star, five stars, whatever you want. Man, if you want to write a little review on it as well, uh, I'd really appreciate it, good or bad. I want to hear your thoughts on the program uh, if you're listening. We're also Alexa Ready as well, and we are on Radio.com. And, of course, we are on the Hopped Up Network. You just head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com. You can find my uh, show uh, as a in podcast form, uh, usually Monday mornings uh, before 6 a.m. We post the full show uh, up there. So as I said, no, um, no guests this week. Um, I had been trying to book a couple of people. Nobody had really gotten back to me, and I had to tape early this week because uh, this past Friday we were over at Trinitas Hospital in Elizabeth. It was Employee Appreciation Day, and uh, Trinitas, one of the... Um, one of the good sponsors for the Joe Piscopo in the morning show uh, right here on AM 970, The Answer. And so uh, we did this last year. It was great um, to um, to thank all the people that work at Trinitas. We did it again uh, this year, and it was just, a, again, another great success. And the good folks at Trinitas do a wonderful job uh, over there at that hospital in Elizabeth, New Jersey. In fact, I took a sleep study with them uh, about 10 years ago when I was first diagnosed with my sleep apnea. Uh, and stubborn me, of course, I fell asleep at the wheel of my car and hit a building in Rawway. And um, I still didn't go get checked for sleep apnea for another year. Didn't, re- didn't think that I had sleep apnea. And then I found out after doing the study uh, that I'd stopped breathing 90 times an hour, um, which was pretty serious. And I probably, I could have died. Um, and since I've used that sleep apnea machine, the CPAP machine, uh, it has been a life changer for me. If you're if you currently are using one's public service announcement here for me, if you're currently using one, um, if you are trying to use one and you're having problems with it, give it time. Use it. It works. I'm a big fan of breathing and living. And trust me, folks, it is a life changer, uh, the CPAP machine. So don't, don't be stupid. Um, don't be stubborn like I did. Uh, get it done. Take the sleep study, figure out if you have sleep apnea or not, and figure out how to use that machine in a way. And there are ways that you can use it. They have different masks. They have pillows that are designed to put the the tubing in the pillows so that it's not bunching up and and bothering you and stuff. And believe me, it took me a little bit to get used to it. 
Um, but it works. I use it every night. I never sleep without it. I think I've gone three times in 10 years without using it, and all three times I didn't sleep a wink. So, you know, that's a, that's to me, that's a big deal. Anyway, let's get on with our uh, news and notes here, and there's lots of stuff going on. I know the, the, the Molson Coors story happened late last, uh, the week before, uh, after I had taped the show, and um, Frank Morano was giving me some grief about that, but, uh, you know, there's much more into that story that we're going to get into in our next segment about it. Uh, they're doing some fundraising stuff for these people, and just an absolute tragedy what happened uh, in Milwaukee. But we'll get to that in our next news segment. But first, West Coast Hops, East Coast Haze, passion fruit, orange, and guava juice inspired by the popular Hawaiian drink. What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about Stone Brewing's Peak Conditions Hazy Double IPA. As they're saying, it's a ridiculously tasty double IPA. Combines influences from across the country into one of the most flavorful beers they've ever released. Um, as they call it, one could call it a perfect storm. They say it's peak conditions. It is available at all Stone Brewing locations on draft cans and 22-ounce bottles. Now it will be rolling out nationwide tomorrow, March 9th, so you definitely want to check that out. And the last couple from Stone have been very good. Viking Space Probe, I enjoyed immensely. It's a great beer. If you see it, pick it up. If you like those hazy, juicy uh, uh, double IPAs, uh, and you're drinking strictly local, I'll be honest with you, for uh, for a national brand, Stone kind of nailed it on that one. And that's the Viking Space Probe. I have not tried Peak Conditions yet, but I'm definitely going to try it uh, when it comes out. Uh, the company that makes the new Corona Hard Seltzer says it's going to continue their marketing push despite backlash over a Twitter post. Constellation Brands was catching heat for tweeting that new flavors will be coming ashore soon. Critics say uh, that's an offensive play on worries about the coronavirus, a matter of bad taste or bad timing. Constellation Brand statement says the company empathizes with those who have been impacted by this virus, but that consumers understand there's no linkage between the virus and the business, and I agree with them 100%. Uh, Apparently there were a couple of polls done. 30% of people in this country... Stop drinking Corona because they thought it was corrected to the coronavirus. If you're one of that 30% that's listening right now, you're incredibly stupid. Plain and simple. You're incredibly stupid. Corona beer has nothing to do with the coronavirus. And another tip, wash your hands. Wash your hands. It's the most important thing that you can do. I was in a shop right the other day. I'm not going to name where. I was in a shop right the other day in New Jersey. Guy brings his son into the bathroom. Kid couldn't have been more than three or four years old, helping him in the in, in the bathroom. At, he was done with his business, walked out, didn't wash his hands, didn't wash his hands, didn't wash the kid's hands. That's why we have the problems that we have. Wash your hands. It takes literally a minute or two. Soap, hot water, scrub for a bit, okay? They tell you to sing happy birthday, all that other stuff. Just scrub, wash your hands. Sa- hand sanitizer alone is not the answer. Okay, Purell or all these other things, not the answer. You got to wash your hands with soap and water. Okay, we're not in medieval times. We're in modern times. Figure it out. Thank you. Another public service announcement. Seems to be the segment for public service (laughs) announcements. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Cape Beverage uh, has uh, announced the move of their base of operations from Cape May to Egg Harbor Township. Uh, Their distributorship that uh, Cape May formed, Cape May Brewing formed, uh, has outgrown their current space at the Cape May Airport. Uh, as Ryan Krill, the CEO of Cape Beverage, says this move will allow us to better serve craft beer drinkers throughout New Jersey. Cape Beverage delivers quality craft beers to all 21 counties in the state, and a location more centrally located will allow us to service our accounts more efficiently than from our current location in Cape May. 
This makes total sense. They're going to be in Egg Harbor Township, uh, about a half mile from the junction uh, of the Garden State Parkway and the Atlantic City Expressway, uh, to be all the way down in Cape May and to try and transport other New Jersey brands or other brands that are coming into the state that Cape Beverages um, shipping, uh, to be that far down and have to come all the way up uh, the parkway, that is difficult. So um, this is a, a, a really smart move by them. They expect to transition into the new Egg Harbor Township location by April 1st. If you want more information about Cape Beverage, just check out their website at capebeverage.com. And then finally, in this first news segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer, the Beer Barbecue Bacon Showdown is a great festival that my good friend Allison puts on every year. It's going to take place Saturday, May 16th uh, of this year at Lewis Morris Park in uh, Doe Meadow Field, 270 Mendham Road in Morristown, New Jersey. Uh, there is a VIP session from noon to 1 p.m. The general admission is from 1 to 5 p.m. And, of course, this benefits the Chester First Aid Squad. There's going to be tons of mouth-watering barbecue and bacon creations all available for purchase. They have a ring of food trucks around. And then all of the beers are New Jersey beers. No national brands. It's all New Jersey beers. It's New Jersey food trucks, New Jersey beers. Allison does a great job with this event. I am one of the celebrity judges that will be judging the beer and the bacon and the barbecue. Uh, There's a People's Choice Award for Best Dish and Best Beer. 30 New Jersey breweries in attendance. They're going to each bring three three styles of beer. One of the styles, a rare beer or a brew created specifically for the event. Uh, It's outdoors, under tents. There's music. Uh, It is... A phenomenal event. Tickets are on sale right now. NJBeerBBQFest.com. Now, if you sign up, if you get tickets before by midnight tonight, Sunday night, uh, you can save 25 bucks. And I know I have the, uh, the code somewhere here. Let me find the code real quick because you definitely want to uh, take part in this. And you got about, I don't know, about 50 minutes uh, before um, the code expires. And if you can get in on it, it is definitely worth the ticket price. Trust me. Uh, it's a great event. I'm there every year. And it's kind of, for me, it's one of those, it's an incredibly busy Saturday for me uh, on uh, May 16th. Let me see if I can find the, uh, oh, I know she sent this to me. All right. So you can save $20 on tickets. It expires at midnight on Sunday. Uh, and the code is Craft Beer, all caps. Craft Beer. All caps. If you do the VIP session, you save twenty five bucks. It's it's sixty five bucks with the promo code. If you do the if you do the regular session, it's thirty five dollars with the promo code. Believe me, the beer is the beer is free. You're going to have to purchase food, but it is a fantastic event. NJBeerBBQFest.com is the website for more information. You definitely want to check this out. I will be there. I'm there for a couple of hours. I do the judging. I do the drinking, and then I have to jump in my car and head to Brooklyn. Uh, to the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest. It's a busy day. It's a hectic day for me, but it is absolutely worth it. Allison does a great job at this event. We're going to be talking about her big brew event uh, that she had in Morristown uh, about a week ago that I was at with my wife and some friends. We had a great time there. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. But when we come back after a short break, we've got more news from around the beer world. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. We always hear that elections have consequences. When Democrats took over the House, it led to the impeachment of an elected president. 
This radio station wants every listener to focus on what's important. How do we save America from the forces that want to tear it apart? How do we make sure we save America for our kids and our grandkids? The hosts of this station need you to engage in the fight. We need you to register to vote. Elections have consequences. Make sure you are part of the solution. AM 970, the answer. There are so many LASIK surgery centers today, it's really hard to know who to trust. Let me tell you about a place you can trust. Delarusso Laser Vision. Dr. Joe Delarusso personally pioneered the LASIK procedure and maintains his status as an expert in the industry. Dr. Joe has lectured on the procedure all over the world, and year after year, the Delarussos perform more LASIK procedures than any other practice in the country. That's why today the Delarusso brand is synonymous with LASIK. I had my surgery done 10 years ago. And I'm telling you, it was the best decision that I ever made. I wish I had done it 20 years ago. I feel great. I was able to, first off, there's no pain. You're in the chair literally for five minutes, zap, zap, it's done, and you're out. Within a, within about six or seven hours, I was able to see my alarm clock for the first time from my bed. I was able to go back to work the next day. I'm telling you, it is fantastic. But Della Russo does more than LASIK. They are the eye experts. They offer regular eye exams, frames, lenses, cataract screenings, and removals. Everything. Della Russo is an old-fashioned family practice with four centers, including New Jersey, Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Long Island. Trust only the best with your vision. I did. Call Della Russo Laser Vision today to schedule a free consultation with Dr. Della Russo. 855-646-2020. That's 855-646-2020. Or visit DellaRusso.com. When you think of outstanding Italian restaurants, the only name that should come to mind is Michael's of Brooklyn. Family owned and operated by Fred and his brother John, they've been a Brooklyn institution since 1964, serving incredible Italian dishes for three generations. Listen every Wednesday to the Joe Piscopo Morning Show on AM 970 The Answer during Italian Trivia for your chance to win a case of their delicious sauce or enter to win at am970theanswer.com. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. You know, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to you listening to AM970, The Answer. You get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow's mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. Mike is offering a first-time buy one, get one free offer today on Giza Sheets. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go please to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one get one free offer on Giza sheets i'm telling you when i sleep in my bed i think of you i really do because it's so comfortable i have the mattress topper i have the my pillow but i have these Giza sheets and i have the uh, pillowcases the Giza pillowcases i get the best night's sleep because of that enter promo code am970 or call 800-651-0798 for these great specials 800-651-0798 promo code am970 Every year, our sister station, WMCA, holds a special event where they give back to the hardworking pastors in our community. This year, we want to invite all pastors to join WMCA and keynote speaker Dr. Tony Evans of The Urban Alternative on May 29th for the Pastors Appreciation Breakfast and Ministry Exhibition at Anton's in Queens Village. Complimentary tickets for pastors can be ordered at WMCA.com. Listeners can purchase their tickets at WMCA.com as well. The Pastors Appreciation Breakfast is sponsored by Nyack College. Take AM 970 The Answer anywhere you go with our mobile app. Get in on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Radio.com. 
Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Little Stevie Ray Vaughan. This might just be a Stevie Ray Vaughan show here, folks. Follow me uh, very easily on Twitter, at Alcatulo. Instagram at Catulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Alexa Ready as well. Uh, we are also available on radio.com. And we are also available on the Hopped Up Network. Just head over to the hoppedupnetwork.com, and you can find my show along with a lot of other uh, beer-related podcasts on there as well. Uh, no guests on the program tonight, and that is uh, Riviera Paradise from Stevie Ray Vaughan from his last studio album, uh, In Step. Um, a lot of people thought that Stevie Ray uh, was going more jazz than blues when he did this album. I love this album. Uh, it's the tour that I saw f- uh, him for the first time ever at Madison Square Garden, uh, October of 1989, I believe it was, with um, with Jeff Beck, the Fire and the Fury tour. One of the greatest concerts I've ever been to in my life. I've been to plenty of concerts, and that one I can still remember in my brain. Like I still have vivid memories of that concert, from buying the tickets to getting in the building to being amazed as the usher kept walking us up on the floor and we were getting closer and closer and closer and then he stops and we look and we're about 13 or 14 rows back and I can't believe that we have this bird's eye view basically to see Stevie Ray Vaughan. Jeff Beck opened the show. They were switching off nights of who was going to open and who and uh, who was going to play second. Stevie Ray ended up playing second, which was great because we missed the first couple of songs of the show. Um, it was... An amazing, amazing concert. Uh, I've talked about it before in this program. I'm not going to really get into it here, but man, what a show. What what a show. Anyway, let's get into some news and notes. A couple of different stories here, and then I want to dive into the Molson Coors thing um, when we have a second here. First off, an Ohio man is using Lent to try and break the world record for the longest beer-only diet. Del Hall used the same diet last year. He lost over 40 pounds in 46 days. This year, Hall is going to try to stretch the diet for 50 days. Now, it's unclear if the record will be recognized by the Guinness World Record book. Uh, Lent began on February 26th. It goes until April 9th. So we will see what happened. He lost 40 pounds in 46 days. Uh, I know there are plenty of diets out there. Again, I don't know if a beer diet is really necessarily the right thing, but... All right. Good luck, Dell. Let's hope that uh, that you pull it off. Uh, and in New York, this is interesting. A bill allowing ice cream to be sold in New York State with liquor mixed in is one step closer to becoming law. Last Monday, the state Senate passed a bill that would allow the sale of frozen desserts made with liquor. Right now, wine and beer is already allowed to be mixed in, and this would add liquor as another option. Advocates say this will help the dairy industry in the state, which is struggling. Only people, of course, ages 21 and over would be able to buy the products. It's interesting. Uh, it remains to be seen if it gets to the governor's desk, if he will sign it. Uh, the governor, uh, Governor Cuomo has done a lot in the state of New York to help out craft beer. Uh, he's done a lot to help the wineries. He's done a lot to help cider. Um, I can't see him not doing this, but you never know. Um, I know that there's a place in New Jersey that infuses uh, alcohol in ice cream. Uh, and I've had a couple. I know haagen makes a couple of brands. They have like a stout ice cream, but I don't think there's any alcohol in that. I think they, they add it and then somehow they pull it out of the mix. I, I don't exactly know how it all goes, um, but I do know that there are, there are a couple of places in New Jersey. I know this. 
I, I'm almost positive there's one or two places in New York, too. It's probably in Brooklyn. Maybe there's one in Manhattan where they mix in um, uh, wine or beer into the ice cream. And I've heard about wine being an ice cream before and beer. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Will it revitalize the dairy uh, farmers? I, I don't know. I, I think they're grasping at straws at this point. But we'll see. We'll see if the governor passes it. He certainly has been receptive of doing these things before, so we'll see what happens. Governor Murphy, on the other hand, and I know he just went in for uh, surgery for the uh, cancer that they found on his uh, kidney, and we wish him the best of luck and, and a speedy recovery, but Governor Murphy needs to get involved a little bit more in terms of uh, helping out the uh, brewers in New Jersey because... They are still having problems. Uh, you know, I know that uh, the uh, the ABC has been a little bit more receptive to brewers, uh, but the restaurant lobby is so huge in New Jersey, and it is really affecting the way businesses run. And if you're talking about being a state that wants to welcome in small businesses, although I don't believe that because the tax rate is so high, uh, you need to do something to help these guys. You have a burgeoning business that is a burgeoning small business making a lot of money for the state. And these guys are getting slammed every which way. That's just my two cents on the subject. Then finally, um, Brooklyn's Threes Brewing has expanded their distribution to neighboring states. Uh, uh, Threes Brewing based out of Brooklyn, which is a great little place. If you haven't been there, you should definitely check it out. They have included more of upstate New York along with Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Washington, D.C. You will uh, be able to get some of their beers uh, Villette, uh, a clean, sweet uh, Pilsner, which is excellent. I've had it before. It's very good. And logical conclusion, it's a juicy but sessionable year-round IPA with a crisp, dry finish. I believe I've had that as well. Um, these guys at Threes are doing such a great job um, uh, with their beer. So I am, uh, I am absolutely thrilled that Threes Brewing is now going to be available uh, in New Jersey and in Pennsylvania and in Connecticut. If you haven't had Threes Brewing yet, you should definitely check it out. You will not. Uh, be disappointed. And now, um, Molson Coors in Milwaukee, the brewery reopened last Monday uh, after closing for several days in the wake of the shooting that claimed the lives of five employees back on February 26th. Molson Coors, for those of you who don't know, is the second largest beer producer in the U.S. And yes, I get it, it's not craft beer, but, you know, uh, these it does have to do uh, with beer. They say... They will increase security measures with bag checks at all locations, as well as additional armed and unarmed security guards at the facility. That, according to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, the company uh, also had representatives from its employee assistance program at its Milwaukee campus. Uh, brewery tours were canceled through Saturday, March 7th. They resumed yesterday. About 1,000 people work at the Milwaukee campus. There are more than 20 buildings, including brewing facilities, offices, and a visitor center. Uh, a GoFundMe fundraiser, which was posted last Friday to support the families, or the Friday before last, uh, to support the families of the victims, has raised more than 820000 on its way to a $1 million goal. I'm sure that it's hit that uh, already. Molson Coors organized the fund on behalf of the National Compassion Fund, a program of the National Center for Victims of Crime. The National Compassion Fund will distribute 100% of the money raised to victims' uh, families. The company wrote, The Miller Valley Survivors Fund was established to provide direct financial assistance to the family members of the deceased and others directly affected, the company wrote. The priority is to give the victims' families the long-term help and support that they'll need in the years ahead. Now, the victims of the shooting... Uh, two Wednesdays ago, Jesus Valley Jr. He's a thirty. He was a thirty-three-year-old Milwaukee resident, powerhouse operator. Joined the company in twenty fourteen. Janady uh, Leveges, a sixty-one-year-old Maquan resident, powerhouse operator. Joined the company in two thousand eight. Trevor Westlar, 
a 33-year-old resident of Milwaukee powerhouse operator. He joined the company in 2018. Dana Walker, 57-year-old Delafield resident and machinist who joined the company in 2004. And Dale Hudson, a 50-year-old resident and electrician who joined the company in 2008. The suspected gunman, whose name I'm not going to mention, uh, died from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound at the scene. Uh, This is a, 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 a piece of garbage that got fired, stole somebody's ID, went back, and shot these five people and then ended up killing himself. I'm sorry, but that's it, it's disgusting. It's a heinous crime. It shouldn't have happened. Uh, it did happen, uh, and and it's just it's just wrong. And we feel for the, you know our our thoughts and prayers um, to those families that were affected uh, by this tragedy. This this should not happen. You get fired, you get fired to go back with a gun and start shooting people because you're enraged that you got fired because you're blaming somebody. You're a loser. Plain and simple, you're a loser. That's it. That's my two cents on the subject. I'm sorry. Uh, I just have uh, I have a major problem with that. I'm not going to get into First off, this program is not the program to be discussing politics, uh, gun control laws, all that other, all that other stuff. I'm not going to get into that here because that's not the point of this program. The point of this program is my love of beer, music, and how those two things, along with other things, intertwine uh, within our you know, great, uh, great country of ours, uh, the United States, and of course, and around the world as well, because I know that we have people that listen uh, from around the world. Now, when we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes. And then later on during Suds and Duds, a plethora of different beers that I will be reviewing, including uh, the Big Brew Festival um, and and some other stuff as well. There was a great fundraiser for Ghost Hawk Brewing uh, earlier this week over at Paragon Tap and Table that I was happy to take part of. Um, and lots of other stuff that's going on. We'll get into that later on about the beer stuff that I had, but we'll get into some more news coming up next on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. 50 degrees under clear skies. What's going on? We have the answer. The State Department is warning people to avoid traveling by cruise ship because of the coronavirus. The warning is especially important for people with underlying health conditions that could make catching the respiratory illness more dangerous. The CDC points out the risk of contracting the disease is increased on a cruise ship. The State Department also notes that passengers could be denied entry to countries or face strict screening processes at ports. And also in the news, the cruise ship that's been quarantined for several days on the coast of California for coronavirus concerns is making its way back to land. Kaylee Higgins-Odd is a passenger on board Grand Princess and told MSNBC the captain is keeping them informed on the ship's PA system, but it's unclear what happens once they dock. I'm trying to stay as optimistic as I can, but it's definitely a very stressful situation, and it's hard not knowing all the information yet and not knowing what I have in store for me. The California teen was on the cruise with her mother when it became quarantined at sea. And taking a look here at sports, the Knicks defeated the Pistons 96-84 to earlier and also the Brooklyn Nets over the Bulls 110-107. to And taking a look at traffic, well, it's not a problem at all over the Hudson at the George Lincoln and Holland Tunnels. Good to go there here. Not a problem either on the Turnpike, 78 over the North Bay Extension Bridge in New Jersey. A good ride there, too. The Garden State Parkway northbound at 138. We have an accident blocks a shoulder, and we're seeing about 5 or 10 minutes of brake lights at the very most. And now you know how not to go. When taking a look at our weather forecast, tonight clear skies, lows 40 degrees, tomorrow considerable sunshine, highs near 65, a great day, Tuesday after some more. 
morning sun, clouds increase, a few afternoon showers possible, highs near 60 to 65 degrees. And Wednesday, the great days continue, partly sunny skies, highs near 55 all the way up to 60 degrees. I'm Tim Bonomo on AM 970, The Answer. Every Saturday morning at 7, the Auto Lab, the longest-running auto show in New York City, can be heard for a full two hours. Host Professor Harold Walchok and a diverse panel of automotive experts will answer all your basic automotive questions and fill you in on the history and culture of the auto industry. The Auto Lab is on the air and here to help for a full two hours. Listen every Saturday morning starting at 7, right here on AM 970, The Answer. Every year, our sister station, WMCA, holds a special event where they give back to the hardworking pastors in our community. This year, we want to invite all pastors to join WMCA and keynote speaker Dr. Tony Evans of The Urban Alternative on May 29th for the Pastors Appreciation Breakfast and Ministry Exhibition at Anton's in Queens Village. Complimentary tickets for pastors can be ordered at WMCA.com. Listeners can purchase their tickets at WMCA.com as well. The Pastors Appreciation Breakfast is sponsored by Nyack College. Joe Piscopo wakes you up at 6 a.m. Kevin McCullough takes you home at 5 p.m. Weekdays on AM 970. The answer. Back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. Follow me very easily on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Catulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes, Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Alexa Ready too. We're on Radio.com as well as the Hopped Up Network. You just head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast usually Monday mornings before 6 a.m. After Image by Rush. And if you heard the opening line there from uh, Getty Lee there in that song, suddenly you're gone from all the lives you left your mark upon. Well, Neil Peart was one of those guys uh, who left his mark on a lot of people musically. Uh, just wh- Rush was an amazing band. You never got a chance to see them live you missed out on something really, really special. And the reason why I played that is because Carton Brewing down in uh, Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey, released a beer earlier this week called Pronounced Peart. P-I-E-R-T. Peart. Peart. Because a lot of people got Neil Peart's name wrong uh, when he passed away. It is a lime-lighted Canadian lager. Uh, is available in the uh, carton tasting room uh, on draft for a 10-ounce mug pour for 5 bucks. But they also have a four-pack of this beer that is available for the grand price of $21.12. And if you're a Rush fan, you get the reference. Yes, it's expensive, but here's why. All of the proceeds of the beer are going to geoblastoma, which is brain cancer research in Neil's name. And Augie Carton... 
great work out of you. I salute you, sir, and your brewers and your employees for doing something like this. This is great. Uh, if you are a fan of Rush, then uh, you should 100% without a doubt go down and get this beer. I made the trip down on Thursday to pick it up. Uh, I'm happy I did. Uh, I've tried it over the weekend. I will definitely have a review of it on next week's program. Um, But I have to tell you that um, this is is just a great thing. So it is, a again, a lime-lighted Canadian lager uh, that they made uh, for this beer. And, again, it's pronounced peart. Uh, I know Rush was. I know Augie was a big fan of Rush, and uh, this was a big deal for him to do something uh, in honor of Neil and in honor of the band. And for twenty one dollars and twelve cents, you can pick up a four pack of this. Now, by the time you listen to this, uh, will it be sold out? It might be. Who knows? But if it's sold out, it's sold out for a good cause. So kudos to you, Augie and Carton Brewing. Uh, We continue on here with our uh, expanded news and notes because there's no guest this week. Heavy Seas will be welcoming in the 2020 edition of Smooth Salance, an American wheat ale with citrus. It's available in both six packs of 12-ounce cans and on draft. The brewery also introducing an extremely limited draft-only variant of the beer, Kiwi Strawberry Smooth Sale, brewed with kiwi and strawberries. Both versions of Smooth Sale will be available starting in April. The Kiwi Strawberry Smooth Sale will only be available in select markets within Heavy Seas distribution footprint. Two Roads uh, is taking its mission of taking the road less traveled to the skies with the launch of their new year-round hazy, juicy IPA, Cloud Sourced. It is a 6.5% hazy, juicy IPA that has an intense citrus juiciness balanced with a soft malt core that, as the brand puts it, uh, puts you on cloud nine. Uh, I've never been the biggest fan of Two Roads beer. I know there are a lot of people that like them. Oh, this is something I would try uh, if it's out there. And I might have tried it already. I have to check my untapped uh, listings to see if I've actually had it. It will launch in six packs, 12-ounce cans, as well as on draft in all of Two Roads' current markets. Uh, be on the lookout for cloud-sourced Hazy Juicy IPA. Uh, starting this week, uh, get lost in the clouds, as it says on its packaging. And our friends from Founders has announced Four Giants IPA is the latest addition to the limited series lineup, it is a mashup of four of the brewery's favorite Imperial IPA series. Now, this clocks in at 9.2% ABV. It's got an aggressive bitterness balanced by a multi-sweet backbone with huge aromatics come courtesy of the seven American hop varieties, as brewmaster Jeremy Kosmicki says in the press release. The world of IPA is constantly changing and evolving, but this beer really captures the essence of of what I think is the classic Imperial IPA. Everything about it is totally in your face, but the flavor dynamics still manage to work together to create a well-balanced beer that is extremely fun to drink. This is one I'm definitely looking forward to because I like a traditional IPA every once in a while. Somebody had asked me the other night, I believe it was a Christian who reps for uh, Ghost Talk uh, over at Paragon Tap and Table, who said to me, you know, what kind of beers do you like? Do you like, do you grab? And I'm more of a seasonal guy, but I do gravitate to certain styles. I love a good Pilsner or a lager uh, when done correctly. Um, and we're starting to see a comeback of those things. But a really good IPA, a really good bitter in-your-face IPA is something that I always enjoy. I will be very excited to try this when it comes out. Four Giants IPA will have a retail price of $10 a four-pack. That's not bad. Uh, it'll be available in 12-ounce bottles and on draft beginning on March 13th in the Grand Rapids and Detroit tap rooms. It'll be available across the brewery's 50-state distribution network beginning in April through June of 2020. But uh, also note that Four Giants IPA will not be available on draft in Utah 
And also note that the prices will vary by market. So kudos to the folks from uh, Founders. We appreciate that. Some other um, interesting news. So the coronavirus uh, has struck Stone Brewing, not in America, but in their tap room in Shanghai, China. Uh, Stone has announced the, uh, the uh, closure of their tap room in Shanghai. Uh, they're saying it's citing pressures from tariffs as well as the coronavirus. Uh, co-founder and executive chairman Greg, uh, Greg Cook said in a statement, We faced challenges over the past year with dramatically increased tariffs, and now the coronavirus. Both factors had a significant impact on our ability to further invest in the market as planned. Um, they had a temporary closure of, their, that, of that tap room uh, about a week or so ago due to concerns over coronavirus, but the temporary closure has turned permanent uh, this week. They opened the 3,200-square-foot taproom in Shanghai's uh, uh, Chang, uh, Changing District in July of 2018, had 30 draft lines for beers from Stone's U.S. breweries and guest brewers, uh, also had food as well, but um, didn't quite take off again the tariffs. It's, you know, you're importing beer into a country. They're whacking you with taxes. It's the reverse of what happens when people, people send uh, products here and we're charging a lower tax. It's the reverse going back to China. So um, I'm not surprised at this. I also think that Stone is consolidating a little bit. They're having an issue, uh, making an impact in certain markets. And if they can consolidate and concentrate more here in the United States, I get it. They sold the Germany. They sold the Berlin tap room to, um, to BrewDog uh, a year ago. Uh, now uh, they're closing up a uh, shop in China. They still distribute their beer in China. They're just not going to have a tap room. I get it. It's probably a smart move. Um, so I-, I wouldn't read too much into this, but I do think that Stone is consolidating a little bit to keep, uh, you know, listen, they want to keep the profit uh, up, profit margins up, as w- as instead of keeping them down. That's what it sounds like to me. Uh, Rogue Ale and Spirits closed their nearly two-decade-old uh, old brew pub in Issaquah, Washington, last Friday. Uh, they said they were having some issues there, obviously, um, you know, sales-wise. They operate eight total locations, three in Newport and Portland, as well as one in Astoria and Independence. Uh, this is, again, not a surprise at all, especially uh, McKellar closing their taproom in Los Angeles. Uh, they uh, were open for three years there. Um, the taproom there and their sister location in San Francisco are owned by Chuck St- uh, Stilfen, um, they're just two of nearly 50 McKellar-branded retail operations across the U.S., Europe, and Asia. Um, apparently, uh, the owner uh, said um, he's lost money every month since they opened three years ago. He exhausted all of his money in credit lines covering payroll, rent, etc. I've been doing everything I can to keep the place open. Re- uh, you know, rent is expensive in Los Angeles. I'm not really surprised that something like this happened. Uh, McKellar makes great beer, but... You have to wonder sometimes if some of these guys have been stretched a bit thin in terms of licensing the brand. I know the uh, the tap room uh, at City Field is doing very well. Obviously, you have the advantage of having a baseball crowd there during the baseball season. I'm sure in the off season it's very light in terms of uh, foot traffic because obviously there's really nothing else around there. Um, but when you get the influx of baseball fans coming in, um, you know. Sometimes home stands are two weeks long. You get people coming in. They're buying stuff. Uh, it, it's uh, it's a little bit different there. But I think this is where we're starting to see, and I've mentioned this before on the show, these mid-level brewers are having issues because they can't get the shelf space that they normally used to get, and it becomes a problem. Uh, and what do you do to reinvent yourselves? If you don't have a beer that's knocking it out of the ballpark, like Sierra Nevada coming out with a hazy IPA that is is good from a national brand, people are going to gravitate towards it. 
you got to have something that people want to have. That's the key here. And I think that's why a lot of the local breweries are, are so successful now, because they're coming out with stuff all the time, and it's one good beer after the other, after the other, after the other, and people want to drink local and fresh. That's the key. When we come back after a short break, it's time for Suds and Duds. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder explains the messy Democratic race. The pressure now will be on Bloomberg to get out, built into the cake, an assumption that if Bernie Sanders does not get the nomination, the nomination has been stolen from him. So no matter who gets the nomination, whether it's Bloomberg or whether it's Joe Biden, uh, the Bernie Sanders people, a substantial number of them, are either going to sit home or even pull the lever for Donald Trump. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Dan Proft at 9 on AM 970. The Answer. You know, I had LASIK done a few years ago by Delarusso Laser Vision, and the results have been amazing. In fact, it was more than a few years ago. It was almost 10 years ago. I am still seeing 2020. The fact that I'm able to drive without a pair of glasses, the fact that I'm able to read my computer or read a book without glasses has been absolutely life-changing. In fact, I saw my son for the first time. I could No, I'm just kidding. Delarusso Laser Vision is a family-owned medical practice that specializes in LASIK, as well as eye exams, contact lenses, regular frames and lenses, lenses, cataract surgery, and so much more. Doctors Jeffrey and Joseph Delarusso are pioneers in the industry, and the name Delarusso has become synonymous with LASIK. Dr. Joseph's experience with LASIK dates back to 1990 when he purchased the first laser in the world, and with this cutting-edge technology put into practice, his research led to FDA approval for LASIK. Since 1990, listen to this, the doctors have performed more than 165,000 LASIK surgeries. Over 98% of the patients treated C-2020 and the majority see better than that, often 2015. They have four centers that are located in New Jersey, Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Long Island. I have personally benefited from their services. You can, too. Trust only the best with your vision. Call Delarusso Laser Vision today to schedule a free consultation with Dr. Delarusso. 855-646-2020. That number again, 855-646-2020. Or visit Delarusso.com. What's an outstanding Italian restaurant that's sure to please your taste buds? The answer, Michael's of Brooklyn. Family owned and operated by Fred and his brother John, they've been a Brooklyn institution since 1964, serving incredible Italian dishes for three generations. Listen every Wednesday to the Joe Piscopo Morning Show on AM 970 The Answer during Italian trivia for your chance to win a case of their delicious sauce or enter to win at am970theanswer.com. Every year, our sister station, WMCA, holds a special event where they give back to the hardworking pastors in our community. This year, we want to invite all pastors to join WMCA and keynote speaker Dr. Tony Evans of The Urban Alternative on May 29th for the Pastors Appreciation Breakfast and Ministry Exhibition at Anton's in Queens Village. Complimentary tickets for pastors can be ordered at WMCA.com. Listeners can purchase their tickets at WMCA.com as well. The Pastors Appreciation Breakfast is sponsored by Nyack College. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or radio.com. AM 970, The Answer. Final 
final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer, as always, it is suds and duds. Uh, we uh, beers that I've had over the past week or so, uh, and uh, I review them and I tell you if I like them or I don't like them. And a lot of times lately, I've been liking a lot of stuff. Some stuff, maybe not so much. But first, let me get into uh, real quick before we get into the dive into the deep into suds and duds. Um, our good friend Allison, who we've had on the show before, Allison Kohler. Um, she does uh, a number of events during the year. One of them happens to be uh, Big Brew uh, in Morristown. She usually runs it twice a year, February and October usually. So anyway, um, Big Brew is this great event at the Morristown Armory. A lot of different local and national brands. She has great music, great food. There's tons of tons of fun. We ended up going last minute, my wife and I and our neighbors, and um, we had a blast. And there were a number of really good beers there. In fact, the People's Choice Award beer was from Chilton Mill Brewery, uh, which we've had on the pro- we've had the owner on the program before, and uh, Mike is his name, and uh, had a chance to chat with him for a couple of minutes. And um, you know, listen, he runs a small operation. It's him, I believe, it's him, his brother-in-law, and his wife. But boy, I'll tell you, his apricot kettle sour that he had, which ended up winning the um, uh, People's Choice Awards, man, that was really good. I remember my wife and I both said we took a sip of it. We were like, wow. This is good. And my wife has been getting into sours a lot more lately, and I'm happy about that because sours are one of those things that, you know, it's it's an acquired taste. You're drinking all these other different beers, and then all of a sudden you drink this beer that has kind of this wine quality to it, and if you're not used to drinking it, it definitely turns you off. But the apricot sour that they, that they made was really, really good. So kudos to Chilton Mill. Uh, phenomenal job. A couple of other beers that struck out uh, to me at the event. Um... Departed Souls had two uh, beers that were excellent. And uh, Brian Kulbacki, to you and your crew, tremendous job. The first one, Donut Souls, which is a white stout brewed with donuts and and cold brew and coffee. It clocked in at under 6%. White stout, uh, it was very tasty, not overly sweet. I was very impressed. They kind of I really thought that this was going to be a really sweet, sweet beer, and it wasn't. So that, that was a, a pleasant surprise to me. But the other beer that he had, Little Neo's Pastry Stout, clocked in at just under 8%, at 7.9%. If you like rainbow cookies, you know the Italian rainbow cookies? This was a liquid Italian rainbow cookie. It was phenomenal. I went back to have another pour of it. It was that good. I mean, really, really delicious. Very decadent. Um, you know, definitely an after-dinner type of beer. Certainly not something that you would start off the night with and try and drink all night because there's no way the sweetness, I think, would get to you uh, after two or three of them. But this was a phenomenal beer. So kudos to you, Brian. Uh, Tremendous job uh, out of that pastry stout. I loved it uh, and would drink it again and again. Then um, Two-Ton Brewing, which, um, you know, I like some of the stuff from Two-Ton I'm not the biggest fan of of two like two tons best beer that they say that they make is their extra special uh, porter their chocolate vanilla porter it's okay to me I don't know why I'm not really blown away by it there are a lot of other people that have been blown away by it I have not been um, but I will tell you this I had their bark twice if you're in Milwaukee New England IPA uh, this was a fantastic beer uh, clocked in at five and a half percent very easy drinking. Uh, just a delicious, delicious beer. Uh, so kudos to the guy to the guys from Tuton. Uh, great job out of that. Uh, got to talk to um, a few different people uh, at the event. 
Uh, and and it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. Allison always puts on a really uh, a, a really wonderful event, and uh, appreciate her for the tickets uh, and the opportunity to get over there. I will be at her next event at Beer Bacon Barbecue, as I mentioned uh, a couple of segments ago. That's coming up on Saturday, May sixteenth. Uh, we'll have the information and links. Uh, we'll tweet those out to you so that you can pick up uh, tickets. But let's dive into uh, suds and duds quickly before we run out of time here. Uh, the New York City Beer Week collaboration beer, a double dry hopped, uh, double IPA uh, by Single Cut. Single Cut produced the beer, obviously, it was in conjunction with all the brewers um, from uh, the New York City area. This was a great beer, delicious, juicy, smooth, a little dry on the back end, uh, but really well done. Uh, kudos to the guys from Single Cut and all the folks from the New York City Brewers uh, who put that together. It was fantastic. Uh, Depth of Field by Grimm. Uh, More wine than sour. Uh, It was very tasty. Uh, My wife didn't like it, I think because it had more of that wine quality to it. So I don't don't think that she was the biggest fan uh, of that particular beer. Um, What else did I... Oh, from Flying Dog. This was an interesting one. Um, And I don't remember if I mentioned this on last week's program. Toast Bob Crunch Pants. Basically, they're spin on a SpongeBob type of beer. It it did taste like a bowl of cereal, sort of like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. The aftertaste of milk was kind of odd. Uh, the lactose that they had put in the beer, just a, just a strange beer. Uh, I don't know if I would necessarily drink it again. I certainly couldn't get through a full pour of it. So I, I don't know if I'm, you know, it was weird. Or maybe maybe I needed to start off the night with that. Um, in, in on the on the night in question, I don't know. It was just weird. I got a taster of it, and I just I wasn't that impressed with it. I got the different flavors. I understood where they were going with it. I, I just don't know if it necessarily worked. Um, my my neighbor Greg had brought home some beers from Treehouse. Uh, he was up in Massachusetts uh, about a week or so ago, so we we dived into some uh, pretty heavy stouts uh, uh, last week, and um, we started off with fudge. And basically, it's it's this beer is a liquid fudge brownie. A lot of brownie batter mix in this. Very thick, very delicious, very decadent, real good beer. Uh, Hedonic Adaption, um, a lot of toasted coconut and caramel in this one. The chocolate was there but kind of soft, but the toasted coconut very much present in this beer. Um, And I felt like, I don't know if they were um, almost like a dry Irish stout kind of taste. I think that's the coconut kind of offset... um, the the sweetness. I think they were looking to mute the sweetness and not really go for something smooth. So this was a this was an interesting beer. Really liked it from Treehouse, and then had the uh, Super Typhoon. Uh, just every single IPA that these guys seem to do, they seem to knock it out of the park. And I know that they're a fan. You know, they're fans of Treehouse. They're fans of Trillium. People think Trillium's better than Treehouse. I, I I think it's all it's apples to apples. I think both breweries make great beers. Um, my buddy just happens to gravitate more towards Treehouse, so I get to access Treehouse a little bit more. Uh, but they really make uh, some fantastic beers. If you get a chance to go up there, and that's the thing, I want to go to the brewery because of the trip to the brewery, uh, of how you have to go up this windy road uh, for what seems like forever, and you think you're lost, and then you, you know, this expansive area opens up, as my my neighbor says, and it's this enormous brewery, and there's these, you know, it's a Wednesday at like one o'clock in the afternoon, and the line is thirty five deep to get beer. Apparently, nobody works in Massachusetts. Who, who, who knew? Go figure. Um, the good folks from uh, Dogfish Head uh, sent me this. Uh, uh, Megan from uh, Dogfish, I appreciate the uh, sending me the beer. Vibrant Piotian uh, from Dogfish. This is a collaboration between Dogfish and Rodenbach. Um, this is, to me, 
It's a it's not a super sour beer. It has a very good tartness to it. It's floral with a good berry flavor. It's easy to drink. I'll be honest with you. Um, this to me reminds me of a very approachable way to get into sours. If you're looking to get into sours for the first time, I would try this beer first. Um, because again, it doesn't have that puckerish quality that you would expect out of a sour. Um, there's some it, there's some tartness to it. If you like fruit and flavor, you know it, it has all of those things. Um, it you get that that floral note that they were looking for there, um, and you get the berry flavors. But again, as I said, it's easy to drink, and I think this is a really approachable beer if you're getting into sours for the first time. I, I would suggest that if you see this, pick it up. Um, I believe it was coming out in six-pack uh, cans, but it's definitely something that you should pick up. It's 12-ounce cans. It's really not a lot, even if you wanted to share it with somebody. Um, I think this is a good beer if you wanted to start getting into sours. This is definitely the one uh, to get into. So, Megan, I thank you from Dogfish uh, for sending me that one. This was uh, just a, an interesting beer to drink and uh, was very happy about that. Now, we're getting close to running out of time, and I don't want to give short shrift to the um, uh, to something that went on earlier in the week uh, at Paragon Tap and Table, uh, a fundraiser for Ghost Talk Brewing. Uh, I want to get into that in next week's program because I want to give it the, the respect that it deserves. Uh, needless to say, it was a, a success. Uh, there was some great stuff. Got a chance to talk with, um, uh, with Tom from uh, Ghost Talk. He said Steve is doing a lot better. Um, Steve Bauer is one of the co-owners of the company. He had a stroke um, a few months back, and they were raising money for medical bills. We'll get into it more on next week's program. In fact, I'll try and give you an update on uh, what's going on with his progress and how uh, the fundraising is going for him. He had a lot of medical bills uh, to take care of. Uh, great to see Seth from uh, Forgotten Boardwalk. He ended up giving me a can of the Women Collab Beer uh, strongest woman, I think strongest woman. I, I'm getting the title wrong, but I will uh, get the correct title for next week's program because I'm going to try that as a Belgian triple. Uh, and so he gave me a can of that to try. So I appreciate that. It was good catching up with Seth and uh, finding out about all the things that are going on with Forgotten Boardwalk. But we are out of time here. We will get into the in, into that uh, suds and duds on next week's program. My thanks to everyone involved in the show, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody.